they uh, called a team meeting and put Dion's salary numbers on the board so that everybody could look at it. And I said, now I'm going to ask this room, do you want Dion or Knight? And of course the deal was a big, yes, we want him immediately. Where's all that money? Where's all that money? It's your boy Cash Manning, just like my childhood idol, Mr. Deion Sanders. I'm trying to get that money too. Come on now. You know we're coming straight in <laughs> off a sponsor. Now listen, I'm gonna have Bergs World here. She's gonna be conducting this interview, but it won't be no R. Kelly shit. You know what I'm saying? See, that's too much. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that these is real questions. Now, like you heard, it's the Podcast 37. Yes, I have reached a milestone in my life. And I'm glad to share with everybody here. But let me get on to the youth. Let me talk about my childhood. Is that just a question you're supposed to be saying? Ain't this a bu- don't you supposed to be... Well, uh, let's talk about your childhood. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you. The reason why I had to roll with my guy, Dion Primetime Sanders, because as a youth... All kids, we looked up to our certain, you know, sports and our our idols and our heroes. And he was one of those. He was a guy from the inner city. He came from a flashy Florida state when they had people hitting and people returning kicks. And everybody was dancing, you know. Uh He wasn't doing that. And then, like I said, he went number, I think he went number two. And, you know, he went to the Falcons early. Uh Just look at, I mean, please, people, Google this nigga draft outfit. (laughs) Ain't no suits. Ain't nothing. He coming out there looking like Mr. T. So we already knew what it was. Mm. And through the years, you know, the battles with uh, the 49ers, you know, him switching teams from the 49ers to the Cowboys, everything that embodied him. And let me add, he played baseball, too. Man, he was amazing. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, nowadays, kids, they stick to one sport. If they play soccer, they play soccer. If they play baseball, they play baseball. Mm-hmm. If they play football, they play football. And then they find ways to play that. Even when that sport is not even in season. So, I mean, I don't know what they do now. But, like I said, we played multiple sports when I was a kid. And he was the pioneer. He was the guy that made us want to do it. So, like I said, Primetime was one of our idols. And, like I said, as a kid coming up in a while. I love that sound. Yeah, man. Just, you know, you got to add that in. It's, it's a bunch of words, and you mumble <laughs> up, and when you say it, it's home. And that's what I want people to understand. When growing up in the inner city of Youngstown, Ohio, you know, doing sports was a, a, a thing. That's mm-hmm. what everybody did. And I excelled in it, and I was happy to excel in it. I think, um, you know, well, look, I'm going to get to that part. I'm going to tell you all reason why I ain't making for the pros and all that. But look, Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders. I can't say it enough. Thank you, Prime, for what you did for us. And like I said, the influence that you had on us to have that same influence on our kids because I see a lot of guys doing that with their kids. I don't want to single anybody out, but everybody doing it, and I'm proud how we stepped up and we got our kids looking like Dion. They don't even know a 21 no more. You know what I'm saying? Denzel Ward is 21 to them. <laughs> it ain't Prime no more. Denzel Ward is 21, dog. He played football one day, played baseball the same night. Dion Sanders blazing around second. It's like our gravity doesn't govern him. And they're waving him home. The throw of the plate gets on by. Sanders flies over. And now he is safe at home. He's running at a different speed. He's jumping at a different speed. He's covering at a different speed. I created this image, this thing that you could imagine. You could love him or hate him, but he is Sanders. I mean, just, just think about that word right there. Prime time. That means you don't even get, you don't even get.
fuck is natasha <laughs> oh man she was killing it see back in the day we had real songs you know what i'm and saying real singers oh my god natasha i got to edit that part you ain't learned to sing in 37 years <laughs> but i'm gonna tell you this man look that song right there it proved to me as a child mm-hmm. that i don't want to say this let me let me look for the edit button but <laughs> People from the yo, people from Ohio, these people was right up the road from us. They right in Cleveland, like for real. This is Ohio, and they making it big. I mean, like when that song came out, every single person in the world knew who Bone Thugs and the Harmony was, mm-hmm. and they knew where Cleveland was. Right. You would think they would know from the Browns. <laughs> you would think they would know from somebody like the Indians. No. No. They didn't even realize them teams were still going on. They and they were from Bone. And I don't even think they knew we had black people in Ohio. <laughs> You know, some of the people be like, man, y'all black. Man, of course it's black people in Ohio. What do you think? LeBron here. But, like I said, when Bo came out, I mean, they shut everything down. And they got hit upon, hit upon, hit. I mean, your favorite song you always talk about was Crossroads from back in the day. Yeah, I love Crossroads. But I'm going to tell you, man, look, when I think about it, it looks like me, when I think about my childhood, me, I'm a... I'm a child of a mixed family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when we walk down the street, we look like Bone. It's a couple <laughs> black, couple Puerto Ricans, wow. couple couple whites, couple Chinese. You know what I'm saying? It was a real, real, real thing that hit us home, man. When we seen Bone out there touring and doing their thing and really starting to really get, uh, what, what would we say? Uh, notoriety? Notoriety. Did I say that right? Yes, notoriety? you did. You know what? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Definitely. You know what? <laughs> You need to get your pay increase. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this. When they made it, man, it was like people from our hood, people that I actually seen on an everyday basis. And then, like I said, we would take them trips, you know, mm-hmm. to Cleveland. We knew these streets. We knew where these people was from. And like I said, as a childhood youth, yes. you know, I was able to kind of meet a couple people that was in Bone. I was really happy to say that. And I don't want to say too I many stories. I just got to say, that's pretty now, amazing. That's a bone know, fan. I, I don't want to say, say too many stories. You know, know. I got to shout out. You know, shout out to Big Brush, Shake Nitty. You know, people in Cleveland, y'all know about him. Young Sound, he a legend. You know, I got to say it for my brother, Big Shake Nice. He was real cool with the people in Bone. He was around from that area. And like I said, he always stayed grounded. Mm-hmm. And he always stayed, you know, like, you know, confident in himself. But it wasn't a big thing to him. You know, right, right. a lot of people that I met, I mean, I met Champion, you know, Pavlik and all that. Yeah. I mean, we met a lot of people. And like I said, the most important thing I learned from being around him is to stay grounded. But let me get back to Bone. <laughs> Bone, they ran, the, they ran the whole industry for a while. You know, I know yeah. they want to talk about East Coast and West Coast people. Remember, they had a song with Busy. Yeah. I mean, not, not Busy. With, bu- with uh, Biggie. With Biggie. I said Busy. <laughs> This right. is in the group. Yeah, was, uh, Go look up the group, man. Look up the group, man. This is our youth. Viewer discretion is advised. Now, you know we got to support each other in this podcast in life. Do you hear me loud and clear? 
Yes, sir, I do. I can hear Riverdale. I can hear High. I can hear AV. I can hear Club. Check out the Riverdale High AV Club podcast. This episode is brought to you by my guys over there at Riverdale AV Club podcast. OMG. Isra and the sister Megan, super funny group, super dope podcast, and I'm glad to have you guys supporting the show. And guys, this isn't a podcast just about Riverdale or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is about everything comics. If you love Archie, this is the podcast for you. Riverdale High AV Club is what it is. Savage. So they can basically get you caught up on anything on the CW. Get with my guys at the Riverdale High AV Club podcast. And don't feel left out. Oh, poor baby. And just like that, drugs come into your life. And I don't want to do a podcast without including drugs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I know there's a couple of people like, nah, I know for a fact. <laughs> Definitely not like that. But, I mean, like I said, for the typical person, you know, uh, marijuana, you know, certain different alcohols. I'm not a real big drinker. I've never been a drinker, you know. I'm not that type of person See, that likes to drink. See, that's one thing, man, you got in common. It all tastes the same to me. Well, I just can't take it, man. I'm one of them people that go to sleep. <laughs> I don't want to waste my money. I'm sorry. I work too hard for this money. I can't waste my money on a couple of things. <laughs> That's me. That's me after two drinks. <laughs> you know, but like I said, I mean, drugs do play a part in people's lives. I think mm-hmm. being around drugs, you know, I'm saying, I ain't going to incriminate myself. But, you know, being in that lifestyle, it allowed me to go to certain places that I think I would have never went. I think I had experiences that I think I would have never even dreamt of even having. Mm-hmm. And it also took me to some places that it could have ruined everything I had going. Mm-hmm. Or at times it did ruin everything I had going. So, like I said, uh, if I have to look back on my life, I think drugs played a major, major part in my life. <sighs> Yeah, that's me sign. But uh, thinking about it going forward, you know, do I think drugs from back in the day and habits from back in the day are the type of things that can affect me living another 37 years? Mm -hmm. No. I didn't never have those type of habits, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I said, the type of lifestyle that I lived, I think is, you know, it's very, very simple. And like I said, I'm a very direct person. And I think uh, I don't want to down anybody about what habits they have and anything that they choose to do but i think uh very simple-minded people Mm -hmm. you know they think about things in a different way and like i said some of that has to do with confidence issues some of that has to do with lifestyle lifestyle choices and me i was blessed with uh certain situations where i was able to kind of uh you know not have to be in that type of environment where that was my influences and that was the type of stuff that people around me was doing. So I think my drug experience was very minimum, but (laughs) you know, I I do think it played a major part of my life. And because of that, you know, like I said, I'm doing podcasts instead of on TV. My eyes have seen the glory of the trampling of the zoo. 
But you know what? I had to put this in. Even the people that don't know, if you don't know, that's an insert from the movie American X. And it has a lot to do with um, my life. Like I said, it's a movie about a guy that was a racist. He went to jail, converted his life, became a regular citizen. Let's not say he wasn't, he wasn't racist anymore. He was just a regular <laughs> citizen now. And uh, just the effects that it have on the white community, uh, it was a different spin on it, especially for me. Um, when I was a child, uh, I got into trouble, and I was sent to what they like to call the boondocks in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I ain't even going to do that. Shout out to uh, Mansfield, Ohio. couple boxing greats out here, so I definitely want to say shout out to Mansfield, Ohio. But the reality of it is, is like I got sent out here. You know, mm. and I want to say it was Bird's World fault. You know, I wow. Say, yeah, I, I didn't know I was saying with Takashi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You know what? The truth is, being out here, it was a culture shock. Once I came out here, I realized that it's not just a black community thing. It's not uh, uh, a Hispanic community thing. Uh, the city that I was in, it was majority. Uh, the people that you stayed around was minorities. Mm -hmm. And when I came here, I seen a whole melting pot. And it was more white people that was the minorities than it was the black people. The white people were... The people that was the dirty people and it was like a whole different culture shock to see uh white people interact with you that's not wanting drugs mm -hmm. you know it was a whole different culture shock to see white people just walking to the store right you know it's odd to see this in the community that i came from because when you seen people walking that was caucasian or or white or even you know the uppity black people you know mm -hmm. they were either visiting or they was trying to get something Right. So when I came here, you know, your neighbors are all white. They don't have segregated communities. I mean, like it's you can stay on the same street, sell dope, sell weed on the same street as a guy that teaches at the high school. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really odd to me. Now, just from my upbringing, it was odd to me. And like I said, when that movie came out, I think it was a, a, a magnifying glass on different communities yeah. and it kind of opened my eyes to understand that these people are not out to get me these people are living kind of the same life as me it's flipped mm -hmm. it's reversed and mm -hmm. it's odd it was really odd looking at it through i don't want to say their their perspective yeah yeah just, and it's not it's not their perspective it's, it's just, just a, a reality that we don't see mm -hmm. and the reality that we don't see it does hinder us as a black community but it hindered me most importantly because I was a young man. I was 16 years old. I was right. 15 years old. I was up here just trying to survive. And I was trying to use all the tactics that I use in Youngstown. That just, that just didn't work, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, you know, put myself in difficult situations because I didn't know, you know. Better. You didn't know better, really. And I didn't know who was who. Yeah. I like that. Me too. Should have been started in Africa. Long time ago, long, long, long time ago, white men went to Africa. And he saw these beautiful black women walking around, singing, dancing, working, living in the nude. Fucking naked. 
You can see they public hairs. This white man went from village to village to seek out these beautiful black women, watching them perform in the news. Dennis! Hey, telling you it's always a guy that you work with you know and that's that, that that's why i gotta throw this in my 37 you know what i'm saying yes. because listen to me i want you guys to know i slayed in these factories in ohio ohio breed factories and that's what we have here minimum wage is a must and minimum wage is what you live off of everything else is extra mm-hmm. am i lying you know you ain't am lying. i lying you know you ain't lying come on now one time for the real. Anything extra you get, they're going to make you pay for it, too. Definitely, definitely. So, like I said, in our community, we slaved in these factories, man. Mm-hmm. And it's always them cats. You know, <laughs> they come in late, too. Mm-hmm. But they want to make sure that you can't have your friend help clock you in. Come on, man. <laughs> they standing right next to the Come on. everything. I hated that, man. And, you know, I had those people that they was trying to be safety. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you know, your goggles or you forgot your gloves. I can't keep giving More your like gloves. More like than safety. You know, you got Timberlands, <laughs> but those ain't steel toes. You know, <laughs> it was always something, you know. So, like I said, slaving in the factories for them years, it was always, it was hard. And, like I said, and look, I went corporate. <laughs> you know. No, I went corporate. I mean, I worked at a, a, I guess you would call it a, a company, a, 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 you know, a product company. Like a freelance place? Yeah, freelance product company. They made me dress up, okay? <laughs> so I'm calling it a, a, a corporation, okay? <laughs> but the reality uh, the reality was it was it was really hard. And it was just like working in them factories. And like I said, they slave you. Mm. They're going to get their whole $8, $7. And nowadays they want to switch it all the way up to 10 and make you feel like you're doing something when... You know, you're really not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be pushing for this $15 an hour. But I'm not going to do politics. <laughs> but I will say I had to throw this in there because, like I said, when we talking about 37, you know, I had some horrible memories where I can talk about those supervisors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> Don't you start. I know you didn't. No. But <laughs> I will have to say some of the most magical moments in my life happened at a factory. I was able to meet <laughs> the live of my life at a factory. You so, know, you know. So, you know, like I said, you know, you never know what can happen or the word is transpire at a place like this. So keep working, keep your head down and you never know where, where you'll be. Right. Or who you have next to you. Oh, I like that one, too. Mm. This ain't got nothing to do with the podcast, but this is our favorite part. What's up, y'all? 
What's up, Red? Thanks for the bike. But you got my 40, homie. I thought you had $200. I do. I want to spend Red's money. I'm broke. Give it up, Red. Come on, Debo. Stall him out. Where you got my 40, homie? I don't have nothing. Yeah, you got something. Why you tripping, Debo? Fuck, I'll knock your ass out. Oh, man, that's messed up. Why you be in back his chain? What chain? Yeah, what chain? tried to choke me and smoke back yard. Yeah. Oh, that was different. I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? I'm telling you, man. Any nigga that ever looked at me wrong owes me money or ever said any jealous bullshit about me is fucking dead. You understand what the fuck I'm saying, eh? They're fucking dead, man. I don't give a fuck about nothing, man. I need my little man back, B. I need him back, man. I'm dead out here, man. I can't function. I can't be. Of course, y'all know that's my guy. My guy, Fafa. Prepare Money making me. Yes. Yeah, that's my guy. You know what? I'm glad we got a chance to sneak that in. Not only is that one of my favorite movies, of course. Let me do it one more time for them. But that's my part right there. You know what I mean? We want to tear up every time I say, you know, that's my part. And, you know, like I said, look, 37 is not just a number. It's a plateau where you get to sit upon it and look down at all the work that you did. And you want to look at your creations. I'm talking about my C's, man. (laughs) I like that. I like that. My C's, man. Now, like I said, you know, everybody know, like I said, you know, you want your kids to be in sports and, you know, I'm blessed to have athletes. I'm blessed to have kids that smart. I'm blessed to have kids that's innovative. You know, I think uh, the children that I do have, I think they are very creative in their own right. All of them. Now, what kids you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play. I don't play. You roll for that, man. You know, after this, man, it's going, man, after that, man. But, look, I love the kids, man. I'm glad that they got a chance to be able to do everything that they want to do. You know, I say Mm -hmm. some of them are spoiled. I say some of them are, you know, better. They can be better. Okay? Can I use that word? They can be better. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, I'm really proud of them. You know, I, I mean, like I said, we got children that's growing fast on us. And as I get older, I look down at them and I realize um, what they can be. You know, and what they could be, you know, and I hope I can go ahead and my legacy, if something happened to me tomorrow, you know, my legacy was that they took this advice I gave them Mm -hmm. and they was able to, you know, be be fruitful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They was able to make money off of the stuff I gave them. I don't want to just pass down a a bunch of letters. You know, I want to say I want to pass down businesses, uh, ways to get businesses, ways to be your own boss, not just. You know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, right. but make sure that... I mean, that, that's a way that you can pass down wealth 
to your kids. Of course. Generational wealth. Yeah. Stuff they can yeah. Pass yeah. Down. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to. I want to have generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, we always talk about our children, but we never get an opportunity to speak about our son that's not here. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Uh, you know, of course, every year around his birthday and throughout the year, we do always say a little shout out for our son, Jay Berto and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's our son that passed away when he was young. And like I said, I definitely want to put something on my podcast about my son, Jay Berto. You know, he never gets the love, you know, that everybody else get. He don't get an opportunity to have his Facebook updated every week mm-hmm. and he don't get a chance to go ahead and. Uh, dazzle you guys with everything that we know that he would have been able to do, especially with your looks, yeah. you know, and my <laughs> skills. Come on, now. Are you already yeah. know. Come on, now. Yeah. Already I ain't gonna know. say more chestnut mixed with it is all, but but you yeah. know, <laughs> you know what I'm telling you. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a fight after this. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, look, I, I I love my son, and like I said, he's inspiring us every single day, mm-hmm. and. Like I said, the best thing about it is all my children, they know their brother, too. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. when you have loss in families, you know, it doesn't continue almost, what, 13, 14 years down the line. You know, yeah. people, you know, I don't want to say they forget, but, you know, it's okay for our children to know exactly where his gravesite is, you know, right. for them to kind of imagine in their head what he would have looked like, what he would be doing, mm-hmm. and then try to do things in honor of him. When they're doing different events and they put their little head bend up or finger up or to point to the sky or anything that they do to gesture to it, yeah. I mean, it's it's a real big blessing and for me to know that my legacy lives on like that, mm-hmm. that all my children is together, they combined, and, you know, they're unique. Yeah. You know, I take it. I take that for my 37. I like that. You like that? I do. Don't think about it too much, too much, too much, too much. This is more than just a new life for you. Oh, don't think about it too much, too much, too much, too much. There's no need for us to rush us through. You need to dress better. You need to wash yourself better. 
I smell you. You need to clean up your room better. You suck. You suck at sports. You're not passionate to me, and you're slow. And you, two, you got no trophies. Killed it. Oh, killed it.